Welcome to a squad cast or crossover episode of Locked On Kraken and Locked On Flames. I am Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked On Kraken, and I am with Jess Belmosto, host of Locked On Flames. Also, spend some time with Locked On NHL, and we are going to get you ready for tonight's Pacific Division rivalry. We're probably going to talk a little bit of Shane Wright and, of course, who sits atop the division as it stands right now and why it is neither one of our teams. That's coming up on this crossover episode of Locked on Flames and Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Thank you, as always, hockey fans, for making Locked on Flames and or Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. With Jess Balmasto, I am Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. It's a Tuesday. It's going up on a Tuesday. We're going down on a Tuesday. Jess, how you feeling? <laughs> feeling good. Feeling good. You know, it's nice to have some hockey back. Flames haven't played since Saturday, so it's been Ooh. a few quiet days in my corner and I'm, I'm ready to just jump back into it ready to get going I am excited to hear about the Calgary Flames through your eyes we did not have the greatest we being the Seattle Kraken we did not have the greatest performance against Calgary in the preseason so um, I'm very curious to see what tonight will bring as the two teams square off Um, The Seattle Kraken will be on the road. It's a home game for you. So let's start with the the home team. What do we need to know? Where where is Calgary right now with their record? You said they haven't played since Saturday. Excuse me. Uh, Where are we in the standings league-wide and in the Pacific Division? Yeah, so um, right now the Flames are sitting at 5-2-0. They are third in the division behind Vegas and Edmonton, of course. (laughs) And they are sitting fifth league-wide. And I, you know, I I don't really look at the league standings too much because, well, at least this early on, because I, I, it stresses me out a little bit. (laughs) But seeing Winnipeg and Dallas ahead of the Flames makes me, at least in the Western Conference, makes me a little uh, concerned, but we will definitely, uh, you know, fix that as time goes on. I think that, (laughs) you know, every team has their start to the season, whether it's, you know, shooting out of a rocket or it's slow (laughs) or losing like seven to six, it's fine. You know, I think that, you know, it's absolutely still too early to tell where teams will land or what their true ceiling for this season is. But right now I'm, I would say I'm content. Okay. That's good. That's a good feeling. I'm less than content as of right now with the Seattle Kraken. We 
are right behind you in the Pacific Division. We have a 4-4-2 record. And if we look at the league standings, as you mentioned, um, in the Western Conference, um, Calgary up there. But if you look at uh, where we stand league-wide, we're kind of middle of the pack. So you've got Calgary coming in at 11 overall. The Seattle Kraken sitting at 19. We were as low as, I believe, 22, 24 as of, like, my last super-duper rant. Um, I think what's been difficult with the Seattle Kraken is that we're seeing some residual effects of last season when I called this team like the teenagers, right? Like they know what to do. In theory, they have the resources to at least at a rudimentary level, you know, like blue collar style to do it. And yet they just aren't doing things. I mean, we're still seeing like really sloppy exits, zone exits. Dave Haxtell talked about that on Monday after practice. Just, hey, if we're playing solid defense, but then we can't transition that into offense and then we go right back on defense, then, you know, good on us for playing good defense, I guess, but then we can't be on defense the whole time, essentially. I mean, he didn't say it in that way because, you know, Dave Haxtell is Dave. But um, you know, that was what he was alluding to, and I couldn't agree more. It's things like that that are, are really frustrating about the Seattle Kraken we also knew we were going to be without Chris Drieger. I know we talked about that in the off season. We've squad casted before. Yeah. But now we learned yesterday on Monday that Philip Grubauer is now week to week. At oh, first no. Yes. He, and he had a fantastic game against his old team, Colorado, but had to get pulled from that game with an, an injury. And now he was day-to-day -day for a while, but now he, as at the start of this week, was listed as week-to-week. -week. So we're expecting, per Dave Haxtell, our head coach, to have Martin Jones and Joey Decord up from our AHL team, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. We have not seen Joey Decord in net yet. If I had to guess, we're still going to see Martin Jones. But so it's been a little bit of that. And then, of course, also there's been the ongoing conversation with Kraken Nation about time on ice. And I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I know it's kind of like a sore subject and I don't want to like pour salt in the wound. But I think at the same time, like we have to talk about it. Um, number one, what an upsetting situation to be in for Philip Grubauer. Not yes. even day to day. You're you're week to week. Week to week. Yeah. That's, that's brutal. 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 So we know he won't be seeing any time on ice. No. You know who else <laughs> might not be seeing time on ice? Yes. Right. I know where you're going with that. Exactly. So I'm looking at natural stat trick right now. Shane Wright overall has a uh, time on ice of 34 minutes and uh, 13 seconds. So we're four, four and two. So, you know, that's, that's 10 games. And I believe he has dressed for about five of them. Yeah. His average shift is uh let's see for Shane Wright average shift is 38 seconds 
Um, so he's not getting a lot of time. And I think there are a lot of people in Kraken Nation that are extremely frustrated by this. Hockey Night in Canada talked about it and was reporting that all parties are frustrated. But I talked about it on yesterday's show of Locked on Kraken. Um, I think that the report, unless there was in Hockey Night in Canada and Jeff uh, Merrick didn't really go into his sourcing, he did cite Allison Lucan, who is a team writer, and she has an article called The Right Stuff in which she spoke to Tanya and Simon Wright. Those are Shane's parents. She spoke to Ron Francis, our general manager, and Dave Haxtell was quoted as well. And Dave Haxtell and uh, Ron Francis did allude to that he's getting about six minutes um, on average per game that he suits up for, and that's not ideal, and that we really want him to be more at 10 to 12. Dave Haxtell has been saying that a little bit more, and that's where the reporting kind of stopped. But if you look at Allison Lucan's article, including Shane's own parents, they say they have faith in the organization. Their, their organization is in constant communication with Shane Wright and that they are trusting the process. The parents um, of Shane Wright, um, Tanya and Simon, have also talked about that they know he has a lot of development to do. There was this quote where his dad was saying, yeah, you know, you hear about the, the shift between, you know, kind of juniors and the NHL and you hear about it and you like, you know, you kind of know about it, but then you see it and you're like, oh, crap. He's like, yo, my son is playing with these guys. Like, are you kidding me? You know, uh, uh, again, paraphrasing a little bit, but um <laughs> So that reporting seemed a little bit off from what I've been hearing. That being said, I know that the fan base is extremely frustrated, but I had Hottie, our new host of Locked on NHL Prospects on my show before his, his show aired um, on Monday, and we both agreed that we get why it's a big topic of conversation. Obviously, the draft was extremely controversial, one through four. Uri Slavkovsky, Slavkovsky not only going one, but then Shane Wright falling to four with Logan Cooley and Simon Nemec in, in between. Another thing, I talked about this on Monday's show of Locked on Kraken. Morgan Geeky has really earned his time. Maddie Beneers is a center. Alex Wenberg is a center. Yanni Gord is a center. Who are we taking out of our lineup to give Shane Wright minutes at center? Who? I, 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 we're not. We are not taking out Maddie Beneers. He's got four goals, four assists. Not doing it. He's playing with Jordan Eberle. Um, and Jaden Schwartz. Wenberg with Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand. Uh, Yanni Gord usually with Tanev. Um, and then it, it, that's where it kind of varies. So unless we're going to play him out of position at the wing, Would where you, is he getting his minutes? Right. And I feel like if you're playing him out of position, you, you're you setting him up to fail. And it's this feels like a mighty, mighty big double-edged sword in terms of, you know, do you pull someone to let him slot in? No. Is the best option having him sit on the bench or in the press box because he's scratched? Also, no. Right. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't know much about the AHL um, affiliate 
for Seattle, but is there room for him down there where he could, you know, crank up those minutes and just stay conditioned? I mean, it's different to, you know, yeah. skate on your own and skate in practice. Yeah. This an actual game. Yeah, and that's why Hadi and I agreed, and he actually can't go to the AHL because the CHL and the NHL have this agreement and because, you know, he'd have to go back there. So we can't even send him to Coachella Valley where then he could kind of be a two-way player because of his age and because of where he came from and all of that, you know, hockey stuff. Um, so that's another crutch. So we only have him. He's already played five games or, you know, been in the lineup for five that gives us four more games to dress him before if we wanted to send him down, we could after, if he surpasses those nine, then he's with us. So if he's not cracking the roster, then to your point, I think that is where things get detrimental and not everyone gets, you know, an assist, so to speak. And is, I don't want to say spoon fed. Cause I think that's a little bit patronizing, but not everyone has this grace period and the right. patience that he's getting to really work it out. The Seattle Kraken are investing a lot of time in him. Now, despite the fact that Dave Haxel is not expressly saying what the plan is, I do believe that there is a plan. And I do, and we see Shane Wright staying on the ice. We see Shane Wright putting in time. And I do think that um, they have an idea of what they want to do. It sounds as though from the quotes that, that, uh, Shane's parents gave that that has been communicated to Shane Wright. So really the only people that are big mad is everybody else. From what I understand, the Wright family and the Seattle Kraken are in lockstep or at least are in, in understanding of, of the situation. And so I think everyone else just needs to pump their brakes. <laughs> you know, that's, that's very fair to say. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it because there hasn't been, you know, that explicit plan expressed to the public, yep. it does kind of look like he's in limbo. But, yep. you know, at the same time, I mentioned it on the national show today uh, for Locked On NHL. Is there some sort of not a bruised ego necessarily, but, you know, like you said, humility, like, yeah. Was he taken down a few pegs? Because I certainly would be. Are you kidding sure. me? Because I'm yeah. sure. You, how else would you pump up your own tires at you know 16, 17 years old, and think so highly of yourself? I'm sure, and have all these professionals saying you're going to go number one. Yeah, you're going to go number one. How does that feel? And then you don't. Um, but I think you're right. Um, and I don't think that's the worst thing. Again. I want to see Shane Wright cut his teeth in practice. What is this going to look like? There's also another great article that's up about Will Borgen and him talking about how he was in and out of the lineup, but everyone last season talked about how positive he was to the point where teammates would go out of their way to talk about Will, even if they were asked about him or not. Yeah. And and that's that's paid dividends for him. He has not missed a game. We've played 10 games. Will has been dressed for 10 games. And so can Shane Wright be that guy? Um, Because that guy for us right now, as far as producing, in my opinion, is Maddie Beneers. And Maddie Beneers being that guy for us actually gives 
all of the other players on the Seattle Kraken the freedom to play their game. So I think there's a lot of potential. I still, there's still a lot of frustration, especially on the defensive end. But coming up, Jess, I want to hear a little bit more about Calgary and what the Seattle Kraken need to game plan for. So we'll go into a little bit more of what to expect as these teams drop the puck tonight, Calgary flames hosting the Seattle Kraken. But right now we have to tell everyone about simply safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have putting been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked the Locked on NHL Network listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50. That's five zero percent off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Here is what we have been hearing from users of Simply Safe. Um, you know, the holidays, we've got the holidays coming up, everyone is traveling a lot, whether it's for Thanksgiving or the December holidays. And you definitely want to make sure that your things are secure when you're out of town, whether it's for just the night or an extended stay. And so Simply Safe can help you feel secure over the holidays because they have an advanced security system that will give you greater peace of mind. The effectiveness of the technology helps you feel extra supported by the Simply Safe team. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we here on Lockdown NHL recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com backslash locked on NHL. And remember, there's no safe like Simply Safe. Speaking of things being safe, I can tell you what's not safe and I wish would just simply be safe. And that's a Seattle Kraken lead. We sometimes have trouble keeping the lead. That's one of my sore points, but I want to hear what's working well with Calgary. You're a above 500 team. And what are some of the things that you think can kind of put you in that danger zone where you have to start cleaning things up to secure the dub? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, the Flames, it's taken some time for them to kind of figure themselves out. Uh, we're still in this little uh, finding ourselves phase, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, there were two big departures over the summer, and <laughs> the top line has not been the top line. Mm. You know, it's, it's hard to go from 340 goal scorers to not that. <laughs> and you know, Elias Lindholm's getting situated and uh, reacclimated with uh, Tyler Toffoli on his right and Huberto on the left, which I think for him is good. I think uh, having a player that is basically Johnny Gaudreau <laughs> still on his left there. And I, I did have kind of some reservations about Toffoli being on that top line. I just, I didn't know if he could do it and um he's he's taken some really good shots he scored some goals but today or monday at practice rather they switched things up a little bit uh jonathan huberto uh was, and andrew mangiapani were skating with nazim kadri on the top line mm. which is a big change and then <laughs> 
Milan Lucic, Elias Lindholm, and Tyler Toffoli are your second line. And there is no reason for Milan Lucic to be your top six player. <laughs> a consistent top six player or a top six player in general in this organization. Um, I, I think that Dylan Dubé is coming into his own, like fully taking that next step in his development this year. And to have him buried down on the third line feels like a true disservice to him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, brutal. Yeah. Lines. And the line combos was a super sore point for the Seattle Kraken last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, some of that was with injury and COVID protocol, but, you know, um, never could kind of really figure out the secret sauce. We did have a lot of players playing out of position. Jared McCann, sometimes playing center, sometimes on a wing. Yanni Gord also kind of playing that Swiss Army knife role. Um that hasn't been the case this season, and that's something I am excited about. Um, but you mentioned, even as the lines are kind of switching up, and for those not watching on YouTube, we'll walk you through this, but we're on NHL.com taking a look at the the head-to-head, -head, and you mentioned Nazem Kadri. Now, that was someone I would have loved, especially since, you know, our <laughs> our rookie centerman's not getting any love, but Nazem Kadri is leading the team right now in points, has six points, and he has three goals. Um, yeah. So it sounds like there's still some configuring with Nazem Kadri being entered into this roster and trying to figure out the lines. But what can you say about Nazem individually for the Calgary Flames? I think that this has to be one of the best free agent signings uh, probably in franchise history. And, I, you know, obviously, like, Jacob Markstrom and Chris Tanev are ones that come to mind in recent years. But this right here feels like a game changer. The way – not only can he win. We know he, he has yeah. – Ring. He he has the credentials. I think <laughs> that he is truly a Daryl Sutter. Like he was born to be in a Daryl Sutter system. Uh, he is all over the ice in the best way possible, offensively, defensively, and I just I I think that he is the one C of this team, and that mm. is not a knock to Elias Lindholm. I think that Elias Lindholm is great. But I do think that Kadri is that stronger, that oomph that this team and that top line needs. Now, is it going to be with Huberto and Mangiapane? I don't know. That's why you have practice. <laughs> That's why you have. So does your team actually practice? Because we cancel or make practice optional all the oh. time. Oh, no. They had a brutal practice one day oh. last week and um they actually all ended up staying later to keep working because they were like oh maybe maybe we do need to get our act together and oh boy yeah I, that's the thing daryl sutter came in his first practice as the new head coach they were doing full skates up and down the ice and he said we are going to get you into condition mm -hmm. because this beer league 
skating, dump and chase. Like, it's not, not beer league. Yeah, no. My first season covering them was around the pause. Like, it started right before. Mm-hmm. And I could not watch. It was wow. bad. Wow. But to see what this team has kind of transformed into with the new coach, um, new players, you know, some really elite players, in my opinion, is just, it's something. And I think that it looks like uh, Adam Rizichka, who is a young centerman, will be playing. And mm. he he is one of my favorite, I guess, prospects or just oh. young guys to watch. He... I don't know. Something about his game I think is special. Um, I, I I like his speed. I like his style. And this, I don't know, this Dubé, Backlund, and Blake Coleman line has, is, again, potential to be a threat. Mm, interesting. So you play your young guys and you have practice. Wow. We occasionally <laughs> we played the young guys. Um, okay, occasionally, okay, yeah. occasionally we we do so. We occasionally they they make the roster, and by they I mean Shane Wright. Um, <laughs> but less than occasionally they actually skate. So yeah. coming up next, though, Jess, I, I uh, those who listen to Locked On Kraken know I'm being completely facetious because pra- we don't practice, and it drives me up a wall. But coming up next on our squad cast. We're going to take it to some predictions. What do we think is going to happen? And then also we have some Premier Hockey Federation to talk about because we are mutuals on the WOHO women's hockey side of things. So that's coming up next on this Squadcast episode of Locked on Flames and Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, hockey fans, for making us your first listen of the day. Now, you know that we do post-game recaps. You can find that on Locked on NHL through our Game to Game, where we are giving you expert analysis on all the games of the night like only Locked on can. And then once you do that and you want to branch out beyond hockey, if you if you are so led, then you definitely want to know about Locked on Sports today. Biggest news stories, sometimes even hockey stories. And that's how you can get All you need to know, we've got the NBA going on, NFL's going on, Major League Baseball's World Series time. Like, there's so much going on, and we've got you covered on Locked On Sports today. But today, our two teams, the Seattle Kraken for me over at Locked On Kraken and the Calgary Flames for you, we are going to drop the puck. It's going to be a good time. Predictions, how many goals uh, do you think Calgary scores, and will it be enough to defeat the Kraken? You know, I'm going to say it's going to be a 3-2 to two win for the Flames. Mm. I I just hope that it's enough. I hope that all, any goal that they score is enough to beat <laughs> the Kraken. I mean, I think that this team has the potential to get the offense going. They need to, and... At Jacob Markstrom, if you're starting, I swear to God, you need to look like a starting goaltender. Thank you. Oh, Markstrom. I kind of gave Markstrom some stick taps when I did a little squad cast with Ann Kimmel. So I like your prediction here. We're back on NHL.com because goals four for both teams is above three goals. 
a game and then goals against higher for the Seattle Kraken, but it's just below three goals a game given up by Calgary, the Seattle Kraken at 3.4 goals per game. So you're right in that sweet spot, three, two, three, three. Um, but because that is the average and because as we say, there's always Kraken crap because we can't curse on these podcasts. I think we're probably going to be closer to a 5-4 scoreline. You know, I try not to lie. <laughs> I try not to lie on these things. And though I would love the score to be 5-4 in favor of Seattle, there's something that's making me think that Calgary might have the edge here. Now, Calgary coming in, I think we thought was going to be strides ahead of Seattle. And I think they probably still will be when it's all said and done. But right now for the here and now, the Seattle Kraken coming off of a pretty strong win against Pittsburgh. I think that sounds great, right? The mm -hmm. way that Seattle wins a five, four game against Calgary is if they stop with the Kraken crap and they learn how to be consistent. And yeah. also, once the Seattle Kraken learn how to be consistent and actually show us that they actually have systems, then also maybe we can put this Shane Wright TOI extravaganza and drama to bed because as soon as the team gets more consistent then we can get shane right in the games more consistently where we find out who has bragging rights we are going to talk about the premier hockey federation for those watching on youtube i have the schedule pulled up here and what's amazing is that there are seven teams in the league now and we get to see all of them in action over the weekend, the season officially kicks off Saturday, November 7th, as the Minnesota Whitecaps uh, take on the Toronto Six. Toronto will be hosting that game. Uh, and then we have the Connecticut Whale and the Boston Pride at Warrior Ice Arena. A banner will be raised. It is a rematch of the Isabel Cup final. I will be calling that game on ESPN Plus, so that's going to be a good one. But quickly, Jess, I know that you have some involvement with the Premier Hockey Federation, particularly with the Players Association this year. What are you most excited for when it comes to PHF hockey? I don't even know. There's so much to be excited about um, in terms of you know, just obviously the growth of the league. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the rivalry between Connecticut and Boston, oh, especially yeah. because some of those Pride members found themselves in a new swimming pool, That's swimming it. down I-95. And I just think that, you know, that opening weekend matchup is going to be so fun. And I am just, uh, in terms of the Players Association, I'm just I'm really looking forward to being there for the players and, you know, advocating for them um, and honestly just writing fun press releases. <laughs> it's nice. I love, um, you know, coming up with fun content ideas or having this random like brain surge at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> grabbing my phone to write down like a half coherent thought and then emailing it and being like, Okay, we're bringing this to life. But Let's do it. Love it. I just, I, I'm so excited for this season and uh, I don't live too far from Montreal. So I'm really looking forward 
to getting up to Quebec and hopefully catching some of their games and just women's hockey is so fun but Jess Belmosto from Locked on Flames and also with the Locked on NHL show always a pleasure to chat with you um let folks know over on Locked on Kraken where they can find you yeah so thank you so much for squeezing me into your very busy schedule I appreciate it uh it's always a pleasure and uh Kraken fans, if you want to follow me and you enjoy chaotic tweets that might make <laughs> sense, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and uh, find the show wherever you find Locked on Kraken. And I actually have some really cool uh, things coming up in terms of social media work for the show because I have a producer, <laughs> a very kind friend who has come on and offered to help, Nick Zeraris. Um, and you can follow the Twitter feed at LO underscore flames pod and then the Instagram locked on flames. <laughs> and this is not the end of our mutual podcast journey. We tonight, when the puck drops, will be opening up a live watch party on a platform called playback for those who are watching on youtube this i'm uh, apologies for the flames fans but this is very much so a kraken specific graphic but it is our locked on kraken watch party we are doing that in conjunction with locked on flames you can join us on playback check the show notes for the link Playback is a free platform. All you have to do is sign up and then you give your credentials for any of your streaming services or whatnot. You will be able to watch the game with us. We'll all be watching the same stream in real time. Jess and I will be on the stage. There'll be a chat where you can interact with us, ask us questions. We'll be watching the game live with our little snacky snacks and our <laughs> drinky drinks and hopefully helping each other stay awake <laughs> for this specific time buck drop. Yes. <laughs> Between the Flames and the Kraken. So I'm excited just to have you join for a playback watch party. When you asked me, I was like, I want to say yes so bad. Then I was like, I like to sleep. And I was like, wait, I have post-game work I need to do. I'll be there. So we will be hosting on the, the Black Rosie Media playback. Again, it's free to sign up. Just use the link Black Rosie Media 1 uh, playback. Uh, .tv backslash Black Rosie Media 1. And that is how you can join our watch party. Even if you don't sign up with your cable or streaming provider, you can still join us in the chat. It'll be live, uh, no delay. So no one watching a stream ahead and then, you know, they give away the goal or, you know, the bad call, none of that. That's what I love about playback. We can all watch in real time together. Wishing you the best of luck this season, except when you're playing the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs>